God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out His Spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so glad that you're with us. Today we're going to talk about what God is doing in these days. There's a shaking going on and His glory is being outpoured. Thanks for joining us today. Before we get started, we want to invite you to go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and be sure to subscribe if you're interested in hearing from us. And I'd like to encourage you to go and look at our events. They, we've got a couple of uh, really important events coming up that are going to be life-changing for people. Dean Braxton, who has been with us several times on our podcast, is going to be here in our headquarters uh, at our Glory Tabernacle for a, a seminar, May 27th and 28th, 2022. Uh, he is just such an amazing man that, that was, um, I, I guess he's one of the best documented individuals who had a, uh, a death experience. He died and was gone from his body. His, he, his, he says his spirit left his body and his body died. That's how it is. That's how mm-hmm. things work in the spirit. And uh, he, so the doctor was working on him the entire time and documented the fact that he was actually dead for a long, long time. So he's going to be with us. He t- normally just is uh, doing more evangelistic kind of things, but uh, about once a year, the Lord leads him to do something that is more for the equipping of the saints. And he's coming here to do that, to teach this seminar called Your Place in Eternity, How Judgment Began. So is this is something that he learned when he was in heaven, and he is he follows the leading of the Holy Spirit. We're not going to be streaming these. Uh, these uh, sessions. There are three sessions, a Friday night and two on Saturday. And uh, there's more details available on our website if you just go to the events page on to the events page on our website. But just go to globaloutpouring.net. And we'd love to hear from you if you have some feedback for us. Our email is feedback at globaloutpouring.org. So today we're talking about the shaking and the glory. Recently we've heard about the dream that Chris Reed who is the lead pastor at Morningstar Ministries, had on March 25th. He's been talking about it on various things. He's been on Elijah's streams. Cindy and Mike Jacobs had him on Prophetic Dateline, and um, I recommend that you go and, and watch that, uh, that recording on Facebook, on the Prophetic Dateline page, or the Generals of Intercession YouTube channel. Uh, they had Chris Reed and Prophet Chuck Pierce as well, and it was a very, very good discussion about this uh, dream. I'll just highlight it, uh, highlight it slightly in case you haven't heard about the dream. But it, it outlines some things that are, that are an indication of the shaking that's going on. And it's, it's a shaking that was promised in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 27 from the Amplified. Well, let me go back to verse 26. Then at Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he has given a promise, yet once more I will shake and make tremble not only the earth, but also the starry heavens. And there's a reference here to Haggai 2, verse 6. 
Now this expression yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken, that is, of that which has been created, in order that what cannot be shaken may remain and continue. Let us therefore, receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe, for our God is indeed a consuming fire. So we're, I believe that we're in the season of the shakings. We are being shaken. Absolutely. Yeah. There, there's things. It's like everything can be shaken is being shaken. It certainly is. The weather. Is. Yes. <laughs> the economy, the nations, the borders of nations. Yes. Yeah. What's left? Signs in the heavens. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you, if you look carefully at the, the signs that Jesus gave to his disciples in Matthew 24, you know, they, they said, what are the signs of your coming? And he went on talking about wars and rumors of and wars. nation and, rising against nation. Yes. And, and haven't we seen that recently? And earthquakes and, and uh, all, all these kind of things. So we know that we are in a season of shakings. But there's, there's a glorious part about this. And that is that what is being shaken is being shaken so that that which cannot be shaken will remain. Will remain yes. Is that mm-hmm. not the gospel of the kingdom? I didn't hear that preached on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. we did hear some pretty good stuff preached on Sunday, but uh, <laughs> most times... I'm, re- I'm not referring to our Sunday service. Oh, okay. I'm referring to, to, to most around around the world. You don't hear things like that. Yeah, but, know, but the, gos- the gospel of the kingdom is about the kingdom. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's the full gospel. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and D- Jesus did promise us tribulation. He said, in this world... You, you shall, shall have, have tribulation. tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Yeah. So we should be excited, actually, in this idea of shaking. Uh, let me just briefly read the, the dream that uh, Chris Reed had. He said he saw an unknown man dressed in a black suit holding a $50 U.S. bill. He tore the bill in three stages, and after each stage, I was handed by random people... U.S. national newspapers with unique headlines. The man stands in front of me, and the first tear is one-third of the bill. Headline. The dollar drops 30% in value. Mideast oil strikes deal with China instead of U.S. Headline. The perfect storm. Inflation reaches a new high. Headline. Food shortage prices increase as wheat and bread imports are at a stalemate. Headline. Riots and civil unrest as citizens demand entitlement checks. He says in parentheses, this is not the exact wording I saw, but close to it. The man then tears Bill in half and an earthquake happened under my feet. Headline, Israeli and Palestinian two-state solution reached. Headline, major earthquake hits middle of U.S. The man took the rest of the bill and began tearing it in smaller pieces one at a time. Headline, America in pieces. More states secede from nation in rebellion to federal government. Headline. U.S. military takes charge as uncertainty looms over federal government. The man took out a new dollar bill, a one dollar bill, and it looked like a cell phone. George Washington's face was on it, but it looked different than the regular one dollar bill. As I pondered this, headline. New currency for a renewed nation. Headline, Simplicity Restored 
as Americans grow their own food again. I woke up. Wow. Yeah. It's it's quite a... It, that's a shaking. That's a shaking. That is absolutely a shaking. Um, he he goes on to say he, he went into council with the team to, to get an interpretation. And, and they're talking about the possibility that the man in black could represent Johnny Cash. And Johnny Cash, think of the word cash. I mean, that's how dreams work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're kind of symbolic. So the man in black could have been Johnny Cash, not in terms of the real Johnny Cash, but representing the cash, representing mm-hmm. the, the economy, mm-hmm. representing the cash flow. Kind of like, like a metaphor? Yeah, it's a metaphor. Yeah. And because it's a $50 bill, U.S. currency and 50 states. Okay, so it, it could be the 50 states. And um, Mike Jacobs commented in their discussion of it that the $50 bill also had Ulysses S. Grant on it. And, you know, he was involved in the Civil War. So um, that was a time when the nation was split. So mm-hmm. we're looking at, at, at that as a part of, of this interpretation as well. Um, he goes on talking about Revelation 6, the latter part of verse 5 to 7, and, be, and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see you hurt not the oil and the wine. Now, a penny was a day's wage. Mm-hmm. So whatever the day's wage is, what you can work for a whole day for a measure of wheat, wow. uh-huh. or three measures of barley. Barley's a cheaper, a cheaper grain. Not that it's a cheaper grain in our culture because we grow more wheat than we do barley. But um, so he he goes on talking about some of these other things and and how it's probably a good idea to um, don't don't get into big cleaning off of the shelves but you know buy an extra two or three cans when you're at the grocery store just to have something else on your shelf you know have some kind of provision so also uh when i sent this to one of our members bishop mercy mcjones we had her on a podcast recently um she had a word that that confirms elements of this dream and I asked if I might share it, and she said, yes, let them know. The Lord gave me the instructions. I was waiting on the Lord for the right time to share with people. I believe it's now. Please, let's team up together and pray and take action immediately. So here's the word she received. Revival. Time for children of God to shine by coming together as a force. Agriculture. Start farming. Grow your crops and gardens. The world will come to us for answers. That's where the glory comes in. The world will come to us for answers. And then she said, this Passover is significant. Easter, April 15th to 17th. Worship, worship, worship. Minister more to the Lord. If possible, stay 24 hours in his presence. If not, stay some hours. So this is a, this is a confirmation of some of these elements about there is the shaking coming, but with the shaking is also coming the glory. Haggai 2, 6 and 7. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the nations and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. You see, the shaking and the glory come together. The shaking is preliminary to the glory. It, it's, it's all together. And here we are. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is a this is a time 
I believe, of Isaiah 60. I'm going to read from the, the Amplified. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Isn't that what the last couple of years have been under COVID? Yeah. Uh, you know, all this mm-hmm. locking down and Lockdown. stuff. There's, there's yeah. been a depression and a prostration. Mm-hmm. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen on you, and nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. We have the answer. And the answer is the glory. Yes. Amen. It's his presence. That's one of the things that that has been spoken over and over prophetically about this move that it that has begun. It's going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to overtake darkness but it's about the presence of god mm-hmm. uh, when when you think about about the uh, the hebrides revival that's one of the things that the people who were involved with it um there was a a documentary made about it and and all of the people when they got them together and interviewed them they said what is the significant thing about this move of god and they said they they all got quiet and in the moment that they got quiet, you could tell that they were being overwhelmed by the presence of God. And they said, it's the presence. Mm. And that's, you know, in the scripture, in the Psalms, the hills melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Yeah. So any, whatever your mountain is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's a good thought. The 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 things that are, are mountains of, what's, and what's obstacles. What's a mountain in your life? Yeah. You know, and, I mean, we all have mountains of some kind or other. But if you dwell on the mountain of unbelief, it's kind of like the, the two mountains of Israel, you know, in, in Deuteronomy 28, I believe it is, the Mount of Blessing and the Mount of Cursing, which yes. is Mount Ebal. Right. Uh, and the Mount of... Uh, Gerizim. Mount Gerizim was the Mount of Blessing. Right. And you read if you read that in Deuteronomy 28, that'll give you a good idea of a nation. This Because these were what was given by the Lord... And this is what how God will bless your nation. But if you don't do all these things, here is what will happen to you. Mm-hmm. We can't time, take time to read that, but I recommend everybody read that, uh, yes. Deuteronomy 28. Yes. And, you know, there's so much glory available in his presence. And it never runs out. It never runs out. And he's looking for us to walk in his glory. He's looking for us to arise and shine. He's looking for us yes. to become willing for his glory to to rise upon us. Yes. Because yeah. he needs us in these dark days. You know, you don't see the stars in the sky when the sun is out. Mm-hmm. It's only when you have darkness that you see the stars. It's kind of like moving down to Arkansas from Chicago. Oh, yeah. You, know, you, could, you see stars, you know, if you're out in the neighborhood and all that, but there's just so much light everywhere because of cities and everything else. But when I came down here to Arkansas... And one on top of a mountain we have here, sat on the, just laid back on the hood of my car, no lights anywhere around and no air pollution because there's no uh, industry anywhere around. And I could see the Milky Way like I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. It was always there. I just, sure. just couldn't see it. Exactly. So, that's the way the glory is. It's always there. Mm-hmm. We just don't always recognize it. It's true. But you don't really see 
how much glory everybody's carrying of, of the body until things get really dark. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying for years and years that the move that's coming, the move that's upon us, is a move that is going to require all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. When when the the great move of God happened in Wales, people who just got saved yesterday were helping people get saved today. Wow. That's quite a conversion. Yes, it's quite a conversion. And, and it's it's about, you know, it doesn't matter how much you know, you know that you've had an experience mm-hmm. and yeah. you can help people have an experience. You can help people get through to Jesus. Yeah. Even if you don't know very much, you don't have to have a, a master's degree or a, or a doctorate degree in theology. But the point is that the glory is in us when we welcome Jesus into our lives. Yes. And when we when we let him begin to do his thing in us as we as we surrender to him. He comes into us and then we put on Christ. So he's on the inside of us and he's on the outside of us. So we're just um kind of sandwiched in the glory. Mm-hmm. And his presence is that glory. So all we have to do is just keep submitting to him, keep submitting to his ways, keep uh, keep keep on humbling ourselves in his presence and saying, teach me your ways, Lord, teach mm-hmm. me your ways. Mm-hmm. And allowing his spirit to work in us, to operate in us and bring forth the fruit of the spirit so we stop doing the works of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you don't know what what all of those things are, go to Galatians chapter (laughs) 5. Galatians chapter 5 outlines the works of the flesh and all the yucky stuff, all the bad stuff, all the lasciviousness and and impurity and indecency and immorality and idolatry and sorcery and, you know, all those kinds of things that are, that are, you know, just fighting and bitterness and all those things are works of the flesh. But when we begin to yield to the ways of the Lord, he causes us to have our spirit man that is made one with the Holy Spirit. His, his, the character of Christ begins to come out in love and joy and peace you know, when, we're carry, when we are carrying peace in our atmosphere around us, when everything else around us is shaking, when we're carrying that glorious peace of the presence of the Lord, it's going to turn people's heads and say, why are you not afraid? And we can tell mm-hmm. them. Yeah. It's because we have Jesus. It's because we're letting Jesus have his way in us. And the more we yield to him, the more his glory will shine out. Yes. You know, Paul talks about in, uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians, he talks about um, the, the, the varying degrees of glory in the different stars. They're all different. Mm-hmm. Some of them are bright. Some of them are soft and you can hardly see them, but they're there. Yeah. And the more we allow his glory to shine, the more he is going to be seen in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's what is so needed. In these, in these days as the shaking continues, because the shaking is going to continue. There's good things coming out of it. That, that's, the, that's the good news. That's the judgment part. Right. Yeah. And, and I remember years ago, uh, you know, I've been here for almost 45 years now at this ministry. And I remember 
time after time, just waves of prophetic words would come mm. about the judgment that's coming. Yeah. And we were intercessors and we'd get down there and say, oh, God, have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. Put it off so that we can so that we can get the harvest in. And then, no, I'm not talking about here, but, you know, in general, um, everybody went kind of went back to sleep. And they didn't just get out there and I, I'm, please hear my, hear me. Many did get out there. I'm not saying nobody did, but lots of times people would ask for mercy and then do nothing with the mercy mm-hmm. that we received. Yeah. Okay. But, but what I didn't understand at the time was that judgment is for the purpose of bringing justice and restoring righteousness. Uh huh. And, okay. Once I understood that, you know, it's like, okay, bring it on. Because I also remember hearing some years ago, I don't remember how many years ago, but quite a, quite a while back, that the Lord said, you can pray this off, but it would be easier for you if you would let me bring judgment now. If I bring judgment later, it will be harder. And of course, we prayed it off. And so now here we are about to receive another whole shaking and just know that it's for good. It is for the purpose of restoration of the kingdom of God. Everything that can be shaken must be shaken. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if we're wise, we will let him shake us personally and shake off all the stuff that needs to be shaken off, all of the, all of the worldliness, all of the, uh, the stuff that doesn't agree with the presence of the Lord. All of those things need to be shaken off so that we can let his kingdom just rule and reign in us. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, we're thinking back a hundred years. We're in the 2020s now. Mm-hmm. And so we go back to a hundred years and you're in a time called the roaring twenties. Right. Yeah. And we'd, we'd hear some things about when we were kids. We'd hear some things about the roaring twenties because our parents were, were born during that season. My dad was born in 1911. So, you know, that was a quite a long time ago, but, uh, this, but the reading, um, out of the encyclopedia here, you know, it says the 1920s was a decade of change. Many Americans owned cars, radios, telephones for the first time. The cars brought the need for good roads. The radio brought the world closer to home. The telephone connected families and friends. Prosperity was on the rise in cities and towns, and social change flavored the air. And everything started, you know, coming, raising tobacco, and then, then the prohibition came about you know, limiting uh, was the alcohol, was mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the, the sale of it. And so all the moonshining and all all this bootlegging. stuff, you know, bootlegging uh, came real big. Culture changed, jazz music came out. And with that brought a flare of uh, a lot of, you know, the what do they call them, the flappers, these, these mm-hmm. girls that were dressed, you know, with the contrary to the dress code of the day, very, very risque, I guess, is the mm-hmm. word you want to use. And and, and so it was like a, a change of everything. And then soldiers were coming back from World War One, You know, that was coming in, and it's like they spent this, all this time. They survived. They wanted to live it up a little. You know, and things just happened. You know, it was a big boom and everything. But then came the Depression. Right. You know, and everything just— Everything that could be shaken could was be being shaken. shaken. And— and many did not survive it, especially if they lived in the cities. Mm. You know, it was real tough for food and the dust bowl. You know, but even my dad and anybody born that was, that I know pretty much that was raised in that era, 
you look in the garage, they'll have everything under the sun in it mm-hmm. because you can't throw it away. Because you never know. You never know when you're going it. to need that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was the mindset my dad had, and many that were raised as kids mm-hmm. in that era. Yeah. Don't throw it away. We might need this someday. Yes. You know? It's true. And where has it got us a hundred years later? Uh, kind of back to the same place because we have a tendency as humans not to learn from the mistakes of others. We didn't learn from history. Mm-mm. We're condemned to repeat it. Ooh. However, if we learn from the history of God, mm-hmm. from the history of the Bible, from the history of, uh, of, of the ways of God, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yes. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Yeah, especially in in this time era. I mean, when you look back at the World War One, World War Two, as weaponry was being, you know, more formed and, you know, they, they didn't come up with jets toward the end of the war and all that. But now you have third world nations that have the have the atomic bomb. And a lot of them are not afraid to use it on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're and we're seeing all kinds, especially what's going on in Ukraine and all that, all this specialized weaponry of all sorts and things we didn't maybe even know was out there all these different you know types of ammo to take this or that and you know anti-aircraft and some of the russia's sophisticated bombers being shot down by which wasn't supposed to happen mm-hmm. yeah and putting our trust in weaponry and all that but it's at a point now you know everything is fearful i mean if you live in taiwan even right mm-hmm. now sure. i mean china's watching what's happening in russia and yeah, everybody's stepping up to Ukraine, but who's going to step up to the plate to help Taiwan besides the U.S.? Japan? And, and is maybe? and is the U.S. going to do that? Will the U.S. even do it? I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And and so the uncertainty. So you can see the, the fear element of people that live in areas mm-hmm. that are uh, like this. The certainty comes in the kingdom of God. Yes. There's uncertainty in the darkness, but there's certainty in the light. And as we... As we get ourselves rightly related to the Lord, it puts us into a bubble of protection. Mm-hmm. You have Psalm 91, that a, a thousand shall fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto you. But you have to live, as from verse mm-hmm. 1, you have to live, you have to dwell, you yeah. have to habitate in the secret place of the Most High Yes, in yeah. order to have all of that. You know, you you can be free from the plagues, but you got to dwell in that secret place, mm-hmm. and that's the part that that a lot of Christians have been missing, and and certainly the the world, they don't even have a clue that there is a secret place. Yeah, of the and most don't high. wait till tribulation hits to find the secret place. Yeah, you know? we have to practice His presence now. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what did Jesus do? Was was there a food shortage when He was around? <laughs> No, he multiplied it. That's right. And what did he say? He says, greater things shall you do than I do. Right. And we've heard many stories of multiplication of food right. just on a platter going around the table. And by the right. time it came around again, it was there was more full. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a principle of heaven. Uh-huh. Those people who have been to heaven and have written their books about it, you, you'll find testimonies of heaven where, you know, a, a platter will just appear and it's full of fruit and you take a piece of fruit off of it and another piece of fruit appears in its place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a heavenly principle. Yeah. And the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the thinner the veil gets. And, and we're meant to be interacting with heaven mm-hmm. in the same way that Adam and Eve did. Yeah. Jesus paid for that. 
Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven. He he told taught us to pray, thy kingdom come, thy, thy will be, be done, done on, on earth, earth as, as it, it is, is in heaven. heaven. Yeah. So if multiplication is as it is in heaven, then we should be expecting multiplication mm-hmm. here on the earth. People might talk about famine, but if you have one can of beans and a hundred people to feed, that one can of beans can do it. That's right. Uh-huh. Because because that's how it works. When Jesus broke the bread and handed it to his disciples to break the bread to all those people, every time they broke a piece off, there was another piece. Yeah, it's not like he's said, oh, Lord, please multiply this. You know, it's just like, Father, thank you for this. Mm-hmm. We thank you. So it's in giving thanksgiving yes. that these things happen, knowing, and that's a, that's a measure of faith. Yes. You know, it's a measure of faith when you're, how many stories have you heard of people, you know, running low on fuel, mm-hmm. and they, you know, behind Iron Curtain and places <laughs> like that, and kind of like put a little sticker over or something, cover the gas gauge, and just kept going. Yeah. And they got there. Yeah. You know, so God, God can multiply the fuel in the tank. He can multiply the beans in the in the cabinet. And that's true. Yeah, you know, that's true. It does happen. Though we've, though we've maybe not been in a situation where that's happened personally, but it's a faith thing. Mm-hmm. It says we know what happens. We've heard it happen, Lord. Now it's time we for trust. us to apply these principles, and we trust you will do this for us. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. That that is the way it is. Yeah, we we threw our our uh, beans and stuff away, you know, from the the founders <laughs> back in the seventies. They bought all kinds of <laughs> stuff, and then my parents bought I don't know what kind of beans. They had them stored in fifty five gallon trash cans, you know, wrapped in all that, and. And we pulled them out years and years later. You know, I tried to, even a pressure cooker wouldn't soften up. Yeah. I think the only way you can use them, if you put them in a grinder and made flour, lima bean flour, I don't know what mm. it would taste like. But. <laughs> <laughs> mm. You know, I, I, think, I think I would rather have the faith to break off the fresh bread mm-hmm. than to try and make the old stuff uh, palatable. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not against storing food if that's what God tells you to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. But do it because God tells you, mm-hmm. not because you're afraid. Or you could be storing it for someone else. That's true. You know, uh, Or, you know, some people put their trust in what they've stored, and all it takes is for somebody to come along with a, with a gun and say, give me your food. And, wow. you know, if you mm-hmm. want to value your life, you're going to give your food away. Yeah. So there's 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 greater things. Yeah, you could stock up your freezer out in your garage with all kinds of yeah. a meat, and what happens if the freezer goes out, the power goes out, <laughs> you know, the freezer loses its freon, and you don't know about it, and two weeks later you go out there, and all of a sudden yeah. you've got a mess. <laughs> yeah, that can happen too. I, you know, I, there was just a story that came to me when you were talking about behind the Iron Curtain. There's a story of a man that, that worked for the KGB, and he was following this pastor. And he was, you know, just observing him everywhere he went. And he became a believer not because of what the pastor preached, but because at one point he saw the pastor take a water hose and put it into the gas tank of his car <laughs> and turn on the faucet and oh, fill his car oh. with water. And, and, you know, the man knew that that's, you, you know, know, that's, that, that, that wasn't technology. <laughs> that was a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what converted yeah. him was knowing that, okay, yeah. there, there really must be a God. So what, what is uh, the word of the, that the Lord gave you in your, 
in your journal. Okay, so um, after the school of the school of the supernatural translation by faith that we had recently with Bruce Allen and uh, his wife Reshma and Michael and Gordana Van Vleiman, um, I was just thanking the Lord and and writing in my journal how I how I. Th- was thanking him. And his response was, the Lord's response was, you are welcome. You are always welcome in my realm. Mm-hmm. Take that for yourself. In my realm. Uh-huh. You are welcome in my realm. You're my daughter. And in, in your case, you're my son. And I formed you for this. For this reason. Now, this is this is First John 3, 8. He led me to this and, and he showed me different uh, different translations. So I kind of pieced them together. So here's the, here's the amplification of this from several different translations. For this reason or purpose, the Son of God appeared, was manifested, revealed, to destroy, break up, undo, loose, eradicate the works of the devil accuser. So the Lord says, I formed you in my image to walk with me, in me, with me in you to bring my light into the darkness. In other words, his, his purpose, the Son of God's purpose, was to destroy the works of the devil. And so that's our purpose because he lives in us. Mm-hmm. So here's what he said. Start in prayer and practicing my presence continually. Continual practice of sin establishes the domain of darkness. Continual practice of my presence loosens undoes, destroys, and eradicates the works of the destroyer. You will teach this, but first master it by yielding to my mastery. It's the mastery of my mysteries from a heart of passionate love for me that will produce my kingdom in the earth. Your body is made of the earth. Bring it into loving submission to all that I finished in my passion on the cross. Go deeper, deeper still into my love and passion for you and carry my fire to the nations. I will take you there in many ways. Translation, podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, physical travel, prayer and intercession, etc. You will look back on this school as a turning point in your life, in this ministry, and in many ways that you do not yet know. There is a loosing and setting free taking place. Yield yourself to me in it. It is the intersection of prophecy and it's time for fulfillment. So I said, thank you, Father. And then he responded again, you are so very welcome. Come up higher as you sink deeper into me, my plans and my purposes. You will surely have good success beyond your dreams and imaginations. Listen for my instructions. I will surely faithfully give them to you and the grace to obey. Continue to faithfully ask for discernment. Your adversary doesn't want his works undone. Mm-hmm. So that was that word that, that he gave me. And then um, after we heard about Chris Reed's dream, the next morning I was awakened rather abruptly about an hour before the alarm clock was supposed to go off. And the Lord said, go to a quiet place and listen. So I did that. And, you know, just listen to this. And whatever the Holy Spirit causes to resonate in you, take it for yourself. This isn't just for me. If it were just for me, I wouldn't bother sharing it. But I think it's <laughs> yeah. for you too. So as this uh, early morning exercise was happening, it was before dawn. And so there was just a little bit of light. It was dark enough that I had to turn on the lights. And so 
the, the Lord kind of met me at that point, and he said, in the same way that you begin to see things that were hidden by darkness as the dawn comes, so it is that revelation increases as the light of my glory causes the darkness to flee. The knowledge of my glory shall certainly fill all the earth as the waters cover the sea. So when he said that, I just felt to kind of take a little side trip and look at Habakkuk 2.14, where it says the, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth as the waters cover the sea. And I was quite surprised to discover that in the Hebrew, this word knowledge, you know, in, in English, the word knowledge is a noun. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, a noun is a person, place, or thing. So knowledge is a thing. But in the Hebrew, it is a verb. Action. It's an action word, and it's about knowing God. So it's it. Uh, the Aramaic Bible says, um, the earth shall be filled to know the glory of Lord Jehovah as the waters cover the sea. The earth shall be filled to know the glory. Mm-hmm. So it's the filling of the earth with not with knowing, with to know. And 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 let me just keep going with what the Lord said. <laughs> In the free flow of my spirit, your opportunity to know me increases. Knowing me is one quarter of the promises of the new covenant that my son paid for with his blood. And and that's promised in Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34, and Hebrews 8. Uh, I think it's around 9 to 11, 9 to 12, 10 to 12, somewhere around in that area. The Lord said, In these days of shaking and turmoil, I am shaking to destruction every structure that is not of my kingdom. As you submit yourself to me in intimate, loving, passionate surrender, I will yield to you greater access to my heart. I will show myself to you in the degree that you allow me control in your life. I will show myself to you in the degree that you allow me control in your life. Your stillness allows me to move. Sometimes, often, you do not perceive my movement because I am so vast that you cannot comprehend it. When you are traveling in a jet at 600 miles per hour, and of course, for those, those that know kilometers, it's 965 kilometers per hour, at an altitude of 35,000 feet or 10,668 meters, the only indication of movement you sense is the roar that you hear. If you look out the window, you perceive objects on the ground as being very small. Your perceptions change with altitude. (laughs) You become aware of instability in the atmosphere when turbulence bumps and bounces the aircraft. But in smooth skies, you are moving very fast without perceiving it. As you draw closer to me, your earthly perceptions will be eclipsed by my heavenly revelation to you. I will teach you as you follow on to know me. You have to follow on. Pursue me, seek me, and I will let you find me. I am endless and unsearchable in my vastness, but I will continue to reveal myself and my truth as you continue to seek me. Be still, cease, desist, and know me. Not only that I am God, but also that I am your Father, Savior, Redeemer, Healer, provider, defender, shelter from the storm, rock, strong tower, man of war, commander of angel armies, 
and infinitely more than you can imagine. But keep on imagining, and I will keep on revealing. I am the pearl of great price. I am the treasure in the field. So sell all, sell out, trade your selfishness for my abundance. Exchange your childish kitty car for my chariot of fire. Stop your carnal reasoning and receive the inspiration of my spirit. I want to take you deeper than you know is possible. Silence and overcome the accuser by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Lose your life as you know it and find the life I have prepared for you in me. Let go of all you hold dear, and you will find that I will redeem and glorify that which you give up to me. Trust me, daughter, my child. You were not designed to carry stress and make things happen yourself. I designed you to carry my glory that carries you. Climb out of your kitty car and come into my provision, my nourishment of my bread, the bread of heaven. As you eat of me, your soul and body will become more and more subject to my spirit operating through your spirit. The revelation of my glory in my people, as they follow on to know me, will be a large part of what I am doing in the earth in these days. Do not fear or be alarmed by the shakings. Let me shake you from the ways of fallen humanity, trying to hide the loss of their glory by covering with scratchy fig leaves. I will restore the glory to you as you clothe yourself in me. Let go of human knowledge and know me. Rest in me, and the stress will have no place to operate. Amen. Hallelujah. Beautiful word. Wow. So, beloved, as you are pondering these things, before you put your head on your pillow tonight, take time to seek the Lord. Take time to get quiet in His presence. Take time to let any kind of fear that has come because of hearing prophetic words of trouble that's coming. Take time to let the stress drain out as you hide yourself in him. Before we close, I want to tell one more story. A friend of ours, Brenda Brim Kruko, daughter of Billy Brim, was in prayer, and this um, huge, uh, strong awful demon came into the room where when she was praying and he grabbed a hold of her arms and drew her like up to himself and and was complaining that that she was hindering him mm-hmm. so this demon has a hold of her and all she can think of to do is to sink down into Christ and as soon as she did pew, the demon disappeared just like that the glory was too much for it so it, that reminds me of Ephesians chapter 5. We, we had our pastor, Justin Goff, on the podcast episodes 38 and 39. We had Pastor Justin Goff talking about the most important thing where he was going into the details about Ephesians chapter 6 and verses 10 and 11, where it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And that word put on means to sink into like clothing. Mm. Wow. So in that moment, she just knew to just just sink into Jesus, put on Christ. Because if you look at all of the pieces of, of the armor, all of those pieces are, are descriptions of Jesus. Our, mm-hmm. He's our righteousness. He's our salvation, our helmet, 
and our sword and all those things. Um, so when, when you are in a place of stress, when you're in a place where the devil has, has come face to face with you to torment you or to fight you, sink into Jesus. Just because he's inside of you, remember? He's inside of you and you're inside of him. So just sink into him. Just, just relax and, and let him come up and fight your battles for you. Because that's, that's where we're supposed to be. That, that word that, that I just read, let me just read it again. I designed you to carry my glory that carries you. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So the glory carries us and we carry the glory. It's really all about losing ourselves in him. It's not that we lose our personality. He dresses himself in our personality. Mm-hmm. He made us all unique. We're not supposed to be cookie cutter people, you know. <laughs> We're not all supposed to look alike in terms of dressing the same and having the same uh, haircuts and, and all those kind of things. But it's about letting his character shine through our personalities. So, beloved, as you prepare yourself, let the presence of God just permeate you. Let his glory fill you with faith and fill you with expectation of miracles, expectation of, of being, being part of his kingdom doing exploits. It, we're on the verge of the, the book of Acts on steroids. Get yourself ready for it. Put off every kind of fear and sink down into the loving presence of the Lord and let him empower you in the fullness of his power because that's what he wants to do. His, his light is, is arising upon you. His glory shall be seen upon you. Get yourself ready by volunteering to say, yes, Lord, I want to be part of this. And by humbling yourself in the sight of the Lord so that he will lift you up. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.